This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gatesabi. Hi, it's Pride. Happy Pride. Um, okay, Pride. No, it was happy. No, Pride. it was a happy Pride. You kidding we had me? a happy Pride, but we couldn't get to it. Although apparently... we chose not to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we took one look at the writhing throngs of people. My favorite part was when we stood up on like a police barrier where everybody was standing, smoking weed. And mad smoking weed, and the cops were like, get down from there, you'll hurt yourself. Couldn't give two shits about the weed. God bless the NYPD. I fucking love this city. Today. <laughs> Today. Today, we're all fagalas. <laughs> fagalas, little fagalas, running around, rainbowed. Is this our last? Unicorn horned. Uh... Is this our last Unicorn Rainbow podcast of Pride Month? Oh, we, it is going to be the last one we release in the month of June. I don't know that we really <laughs> did Pride Month. We got stood up yes, by we, we got stood up by two of our guests <laughs> during Pride Month. One of them loudly, <laughs> who who disavowed his relationship with the show. Oh, Colby, Colby Keller, fucking Colby. Speaking of the NYPD, who once on this show, on our old show, crossed to mouth, but. Uh, in a conversation with us that was recorded. I mean, he turned up. Turned up, and it was amazing. And he actually said that uh, it would be a good idea if we killed more cops. So He did fully say that. Remember, we were like, you don't have to stand by that. And he was like, nope, doubling down. Meaning it, meaning it. (laughs) (laughs) So his boyfriend, who I believe is named Karl Marx, or his husband, who also manages his social media, which No, he's not named Karl Marx. I I, I mean, he kept referring to Karl, and at one point I was like, I don't know who Karl is. As he was telling me, like, Karl doesn't want me to do the show. He doesn't want to have to deal with the, the social media. And it's like, first of all, our show, unfortunately, did not cause the outrage because the content from our show was stolen by a white woman who wrote about it. And white women are the fucking worst. I know, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Also, you're welcome. But it's okay. I don't forgive you. <laughs> oh, uh, I did just Venmo you my half of Indian food. It's not important. Oh, All right, you did keep have... going for the story. Yes, yes. Oh, no, I know. Okay. I'm the worst. I'm you know the enemy. What? It's, a <laughs> it's a start. It's called reparations, and I'll maybe take it. But you're so white. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. I know, but wow. gay. So gay's always below white. Right? No, I don't know. How does that work? Where's oppression? Where's the oppression tree? We need an oppression tree. That's what I need to know. Like, whose oppression is more serious than my own? Okay. Yours? <laughs> Karen? What, is it a woman a or a thought. Jew? <laughs> um, Woman, Jew... Mm, whatever I am, like what disabled. some kind of lesbian. Oh, cripplingly disabled. Yes, you're disabled. Oh my god. Yeah, you have a disability. I was born with my guts on the outside of my body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, which reminds me, speaking oh, yeah. of Happy Pride Month, are you ready for this? You know, but the audience doesn't know. Oh my god, tell okay, us. Okay, so this morning I um Oh, so we don't have a guest today because Tim Dillon, who uh, was supposed to be here, also canceled on us. We get, we keep it. It's like my dating life. I make plans and then men just are like, they're not even they don't even just not show up. They're like I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> that actually is bad for me. Um, and just to make myself more undateable. So I've um, I've had this like lobster claw asshole thing for a long time where like my asshole has turned into a lobster claw outside of my body. And uh, this morning I went to the doctor to get it checked out. And I now am having asshole surgery on September 8th. I have to have like full on. And it's not surgery to remove your whole personality. No, and it's not just like a little <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and so does everyone listening to this. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's literally I just have like the gnarliest fucking. My, my rectum is falling out of my body. I don't even not use it. Top. I'm on top. Why is this <laughs> happening to me? I have fucking a prolapse anus. Do it's, you? No, I don't know. What is a prolapse? I don't actually know what a prolapse okay, is. Okay, it's um, it's an inside outie. I kind of have that. Your innie's an outie? Yes, but it's hemorrhoidal. It's okay. not. It's not like a prolapse is like when it's like when it lapses the fuck out. Like the whole thing comes out. Like that girl that sat on the jacuzzi filter. That urban <gasps> legend. What? I don't know if it's actually an urban legend, but remember growing up, there was like that story. I guess it didn't make it to where are you from? Chitsfield, Chesterfield, Cheltenham, Cheltenham, oh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, and she was like always around my age when I heard the story. So whatever, she's twenty five. Um, <laughs> sat on the filter in a 
what do you call it, jacuzzi, and it like sucked her intestines out of her ass. Oh, uh, I don't believe it. That's so no, crazy. No, they always say don't sit on those. I believe it. <laughs> I've never Googled it. We should snopes I mean, you that. know what? I just heard that somebody that I know, not well, but like someone I know like around comedy, had like a young sibling, like a sister who drowned um, when they were kids because she got like sucked under like a pool and her hair got caught in the filter or something and they tried to save her and they couldn't and she drowned. It's like fucking horrifying. They got like laws or something about Holy it. Holy shit. So oh, now that's I terrifying. believe the anus story. Yeah, and also like what I've realized from my asshole falling out of my body <laughs> is that they're actually really delicate organs. Like it got so inflamed. Let me just explain to you. Like, I don't use my asshole for anything other than, like, the, like, normal physiological. Well, I shouldn't say normal. Because you know what? Putting a dick up there is totally normal. But, like, I don't use it for that very often. Like, nothing really goes up there. Probably because I've been walking around with, like, fucking ground meat for an asshole for the past two years. I'm not, like, a, I'm not like a big putting stuff up my ass person either. But I do have to say this. Like, because my asshole has been, like, um, like messy... Uh, not messy, like poopy, like, like, it's just like, oh, like, right. like father, like son. Like if you put your hand (laughs) down there, you're going to notice that there's like two things like that are there. And like, I I thought it was a tumor. And you've had E enough, but is it like a cosmetic thing that you're like, I don't think this is hot anymore. So he didn't do it when it was smaller because I don't, they won't. They said it's like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't do it, but it got so inflamed last week. Okay. Uh, and I like, I literally, I could barely walk and I couldn't wipe. It was like a nightmare. It's like people who have a breast reduction, like there can be too much of a good thing. It turns out. I stopped eating any fiber for like a week. So I was like, I cannot poop. Like, it hurts too much. It hurt coming out. It hurt to wipe. Like, everything was a fucking nightmare. And I don't know, just, like, walking around as a gay man during Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I didn't stop running. Because, you know, when you're running, like, your body releases pain medicine, right, basically, right, right. to, like, help dull you from the fact yeah, that you're, the, like, beating your joints into the pavement. But the impact of every time you hit the ground with your feet and knees must have jolted more asshole out of your asshole. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't. Need, I was in such a state today because they passed over me three separate times to let people that were also late because of, there was a train derailment in New York today. I know the trains it are me a up fucking messy, messy, Derailment. messy thing. Can you even imagine? Well, I don't to have derail? to derail. This is what's crazy about social media. A guy that I know very well, one of my best friends' fiancés, was on the train. No, and, no, he was Instagramming it. So this is what he Instagrammed before any of the shit came out. He's like, I think that the door came off, and he put up what? an Instagram of it. Like as this is happening this morning, he's like live Instagramming it. Are you ready for what he showed? He said when the train derailed, the floor of the A train broke in half. I can show no. you the Instagram. Uh, There's please. a crack. Oh my god, There's show a crack. me. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anybody get hurt? Did anybody die? Oh no, my nobody died. God. Thank God. Holy shit. But people, I think three people went to the hospital, which is a miracle. Oh my God, I hope they sue the city and get so much money. Yeah. I should be so lucky. Oh my God. I know. I'm so sad that neither of us was there for the story because like nobody died. So it just would have been good for the podcast. I just never fucking we get never derailed, get a except break. in my life and personality. And in my asshole. Uh, humiliating. I know. But I will say, you know, like the whole thing about like um, being a gay man with a uh, like fucked up asshole, like until I got this surgery date today. I like I didn't realize how much that had been weighing on me. Like I didn't realize like how much of a like what your asshole problems? Yeah, like Damn. I felt like I wasn't a real gay. Like anytime I hook up with somebody, they like go for my asshole. I'm like, oh now I have to explain it. Listen, you can go there, but I have like these things, like I don't know. And it's just like I'm glad that I it's know, going. I know, but you know what? Everybody has some shit. Like everybody does. Like I know people who are full of herpes and like they have to say that and then it's like a whole fucking thing like personally it's really really hard for me to come like really really hard and I feel like that's something that I have to announce because like if I were hooking up with a girl um what would I know but like if I were and like it were someone who could just never be made to come it would be Maybe a deal breaker. I'd be like, really? So just like never, ever. You're just like never going to. Like that is so disappointing. It's like herpes. Like you have to tell people. Well, you have to be a really strong person because if your partner can't come, I mean, that has just historically made me feel really badly about my performance. I'm saying. Yeah. Like really, you'd have to be a very strong person. But then it makes you feel bad too because you're like, well, I don't fucking know. Like I wish I were coming left and right. It's not like I'm like intentionally not. Or maybe I am. Who knows? Like the mind is a tricky thing. I don't know. I'm trying to like 
like really get off the apps and I like had a slip up and actually like fucked a guy after my asshole appointment today. <laughs> did I, you? I did. Today? Because I was like really upset <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I need to go into therapy because I'm using oh, sex a as a coping mechanism. <laughs> but I haven't had sex in a while. It's been like a month almost, then I treat think. yourself. Did you have the asshole talk or were you, was it just like wham, bam? Well, I think part of the reason that I didn't have sex in the past month is I did delete like in a, in a fit of fury, I deleted all the apps and then like, I I like went into a gay rage like I (laughs) I do sometimes and I've decided I'm just going to like focus on doing this podcast and working at the civilians and trying not to bartend, but like, you know, not think about being in a relationship. Right, things that will soothe your troubled asshole. Yeah, and then I spent like pride with like another faggot but you. <laughs> oh my god, it was a so faggot I wasn't going to rub dicks with, but it was fabulous. It was so good. It was like adult pride. Like we went and had a meal outside and just like watched people, but totally. we weren't in the disgusting sweat. Remember we approached it and then I immediately collapsed from heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just couldn't do it. Oh my god, Karen, oh, you would have been I, so I, annoying in the desert for all those days I'm that annoying they had to not walk. in the desert. I know. I, we, okay, I desperately, I like didn't quite dress for it like I didn't wear enough sunscreen like I didn't bring a hat we know everyone on 7th <laughs> Avenue they heard you screaming okay I'm burning I'm burning it's burning it's burning me I tried desperately to find a hat walking around the West Village which by the way fucking good luck and then we good ended up luck. going to the uh, Mark Jacobs bookstore <laughs> and we were I was like it's Hi. called bookmark with a C oh my god I <laughs> he's the worst he's the so worst. we go in and I was like hey you guys do you guys sell hats and you saw it first and they were like oh we have one over there and you go you can't wear that and I, look, and I go I'll decide and I go over and it says make America mark again and I go Oh, I can't wear that. <laughs> and then the guy who was like initially shading me, the like handsome blonde, <laughs> that was the the trophy behind the the counter with like the gorgeous black woman that works there for show. They were so pretty. Mark they were there is, for pride. Mark Jacobs literally also he had the hottest hottest cops of all pride oh my God. standing outside of Bookmark. I hope that they someday piss off the city so that the city only sends hideous cops. I literally think he hires people just to look good. Like, neither of those people that Mark. were in that store, I guess that the guy behind the counter was probably taking people's money, but I don't know what that woman was doing because she was just she was standing just beautiful. there. beautiful. Who gives a That's shit? That's what I mean. You She's think she reads? Another no. trophy. Um, or can fold? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I know they like was a team of like they were slaves so in the basement doing all <laughs> of the like actual work. Doing handbook binding. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers <You're> bleeding. <laughs> the ugly people are in the, out of the daylight. I don't know. That store is disgusting. I know, but the original Mark by Mark Jacobs perfume is, oh my God, my favorite. Well, he's he's rich for he's a reason. He's so good at it. What did he do? Was Mark Jacobs his only thing? Uh, I don't fucking did know. He... he did like, I don't know. I always confuse him and Tom Ford, but Tom Ford's like the actual artist. Tom Ford's like even more bougie and high end. No, he's like Gucci. Yeah. Wasn't that Tom Ford? And then Tom Ford. Tom Ford's like high up there where like it's almost like you have to be a certain kind of white that's not racial. Do you know what I'm saying? To like to do Tom Ford. That's when you're like, oh, race is not a color. But with Marc Jacobs, it is. And that's how you know it. Like it's... Helen Mirren white. What kind of white are we talking? I'm Charlize saying like Theron? Obama white. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Power. the Tom Fords are. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like it's not about your skin. And with Marc Jacobs, it's like a little bit lowbrow enough where they're like, we need a beautiful black girl. We need an attractive white gay. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Well, you it's know what I realize? Like so many of these white gays that are like contemporaries of Marc Jacobs are just like they're rich as fuck. The guy I fucked today actually was a Broadway producer. His apartment was sick. Like, sick, sick, sick. He gave me his card, actually, which is, like, really fabulous. Like, I walked in, and there's, like, all these Broadway posters, but from, like, 10, 15 years ago, he doesn't do it anymore. And I was like, oh, so you don't produce any? I was like, what do you do in theater? I was like, you have all these posters. You guys can't see, but he just did a hand thing. Yeah. And what do you do in theater? But, um, let's see. I got a business card from the guy that I banged. Oh, the Upper West, eh? Somebody's doing fine. In a penthouse. Oh, my God. You did it, like, three blocks away from the podcast. You really, like, did a good job. Uh Like, Google Mapsing this fucking. Yeah. So um, when I say that I did it after my, uh, what do you call it? 
after my appointment. asshole appointment. What I mean <laughs> is I did it literally right before I came here. <laughs> I totally I went and met him. You texted me to you. see if I could buy you a knish or something. <laughs> and I was in this gorgeous apartment looking out at the um, world. I was like, did he just like go to another cafe for no reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a different type of food service. Oh, and he was Swedish, like your company that you work for. You know I have a thing for Swedes. I they know. are so weird and white. Yeah, really weird. He was really I weird. I talk about Sweden on this. I totally forgot because I ran my yap so much off the podcast that I was like, I'm done. But Sweden was crazy. Sweden was so much was fun. Was it gay? Um, no, it's not gay. It's like not, there's like, here's the thing. They're not, um, they're progressive, but they're also, they're progressive, but they're, um, white. Like they're so white, which is a certain kind of conservatism in itself. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it just, there's a lot of stuff in Sweden that goes without saying. It's a goes without saying country. So you get there and I just like felt like a wild beast because I was like acting normal, but it breaks all of their rules. You know what I mean? Like I would once in a while veer into a bike lane when I was just walking and they freak the fuck out. You like, can't do that in Europe in general. You do not. They take it so goddamn yeah. serious. One, I was walking and. Um, they should. We should. It's such a serious We're bike so city. There's like stop signs for the bikes. Here. So I veer into a bike lane not thinking it was like my first one of my first days there and someone goes like beep beep from behind me and I wanted I like was about to go full New York and be like fuck you watch where the fuck you're going I'm just walking and you're da 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 and I turn around and it is two of the literally the hottest men I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen creatures like this just casually rolling about like they all fucking look like that like casual mm. do you know what i'm saying like where it's not a big deal to be that hot it's crazy and i was like i'm so sorry did i hurt your bike like, <laughs> i immediately just wanted to help them and fix them they are so gorgeous i yeah. couldn't believe it people here are like what's the big deal you look swedish and i like only to people who don't know what swedish people look like do you know what i'm saying it's not a white blonde thing it's like a kind of little nose face thing like I don't look Swedish in Sweden. Who's a really famous? Are the Skarsgårds Swedish or Norwegian? Yeah, no, or Swedish, I believe. Finnish. Yeah, but they look like that. That's what I'm saying. They like they're pretty. It can go kind of wrong where they end up looking like mashed potatoes, but like for the most part, they're beautiful and they have these kind of like square jaws and these like very small noses and these eyes that are set a certain way. They've got like national features because they don't fuck people who don't look Swedish. Mm. And apparently it's like it runs deep. Like um, I was talking to this Israeli woman who lives in Sweden and is married to a Swede and like they live there and are raising their kid there. And she was like, no, it's crazy here because even if you're like a famous person, they've got like a famous born and raised Swedish soccer player or something, but he's just a little bit tan (laughs) and People are like mad racial with him all the time. Oh, can you imagine if like the born and raised Swedish. Does Sweden have an immigration situation happening? They do. And it's really weird to be because I've never been to Europe. And it was the first time that I realized, like, we don't have immigration how they have immigration. Wait a minute. This was your first trip to Europe? Ever. I've only been to Israel when I flew, like, mad outside the U.S. Whoa. It was crazy. Which is, I still don't really have a definitive answer on what continent Israel belongs to. Mm, uh, yeah, nobody really knows. I think it's technically Asia, but I don't the know. The world. <laughs> it's the literal pussy of the world in the best possible way. It's, like, right in the middle where everything's, like, hot and weird. And it's, like, in the crux. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, like, yeah, the not an armpit crescent. because it's fertile. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a puss. Yeah, it's a puss or a... No, or it's a puss. Seepy dick. I don't know. No. Nobody likes those. No, I especially don't. Oh, that's the other thing that looks crazy on me right now is I'm having a psoriasis outbreak on my penis. So I did have to talk this guy through that. But he was totally cool about it. The Swede. You know what I notice about Swedish people? Because I worked for one for a little while till he got fired. At this restaurant I work at, they're, like, very by the books. Very much so. Very, very, like, really into, like, um, a system. Yes. Yeah. Even when they're, like, kind of fucking around, they're, like, not really. Yeah. They're paying lip service to being crazy, but they don't. They, like, don't turn up like that. And the humor took me a while on this, like, one guy to like that I worked for. It took me a while to pick up on it. And it's just that, like, they, like... My impression, and he explained this to me, was that they like silly humor. They like to laugh. They don't like sarcasm. Yo, that is the quickest way of saying that Swedes are not funny. And as charming and beautiful and sweet as they are, and they are like nice people and very hot, they are fucking not funny. These people are not funny. And I'm I'm just, like, honestly, if they're funny Swedes, which I'm sure they are, they are the exception that proves the rule. And I even, I so I went... 
And this, so this guard, this Swedish comic out of nowhere DM'd me on Instagram and he was like, hi, you don't know me. I'm a total stranger, but I do this podcast that has like 100,000 listeners and I heard you were in town. I still don't really know how. And he goes, well, you come do the podcast. It's like 8 to 10 every day in the morning. And I was like, sure, like, sure. Why the fuck not? I like checked him out. He seemed totally legit. So I went before like the work activities one day because like I was there. I was in Sweden for work. And... um he was really attractive and I had like the best time on this podcast and he was like, come back and if you want to do a spot and I was like, yes. And also I work with a bunch of comics and they're here. So if you like want me to bring people or whatever and he goes, yeah. So we hooked it up. Me and Brooke Arnold, friend of the show, went and did this spot at this Swedish comedy club. It was like, it was so weird. It was like six minute spots, which is nothing. And the comics all bring each other up, right? So, like, this guy brought up Brooke. Brooke brought up me. And it was so fun. It went so, so well. It was, like, the funnest. Mm. And we ended up, like, doing this podcast, like, all week and, like, hanging out with this person. It was really fun. And then that was it. And, like, it was so – it was, like, a not American version of hanging out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody fucked anybody. Like, nobody got shit-faced. There was, like, not exciting drugs involved. It was really fun. Everybody was really hot, but... To be just Swedes, there must be drugs in Sweden. No, no. It took me a week to get... They just drink viciously. It took me a week to get weed. I know I'm sounding really negative. I had a beautiful experience. Like, Sweden was a delightful country, and I had a fucking great time. It was just like culture shock right and left. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It took us a week to find weed. It was the last night. It was the same dude. I was like... I'm supposed to do the podcast again or whatever. And I was like, weed, weed, my friend, weed. We need weed. Like, there's no weed. This is the driest place I've ever been. And he goes, he goes, "Uh, everybody here has weed. They just don't like you. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, okay, cool. But, like, bring it, please. (laughs) So he did. He ended up, like, coming to the hotel where we were staying. Like, this rooftop bar was the last night and brought this, like, eighth or whatever. Um, oh my God, we were dying. No weed. Like, have you ever heard such a thing? I just I didn't smoke granted. the whole time I was in Europe. It was batch it. I should have brought edibles or something. Like, I wasn't even using my head. I wasn't even thinking. I like, I'll never make that mistake again. It was so crazy. I don't like to smoke when I'm traveling. Like, if I'm like, I mean, well, this for me, is it's different. Like medical kind of. Oh, and yeah. if I don't smoke, I feel um, sicker. Yeah. It's like for cones, it totally helps. Oh, but the point of that story is, so we're at this club. The whole thing's in Swedish. Swedes speak perfect English, though, all of them. As they should. So, <laughs> as they should. So, me and Brooke went up and we did sets in English. But afterwards, I was like, what are you guys saying? Like, what is anybody saying here? What is funny? And they were like, well, it's mostly like making fun of regional accents. And I was like, oh, it's like almost blue collar humor. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not our, like, cerebral New York jokes or whatever. Not that I, like... I'm not saying my comedy is so smart. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's no, goofy it's, shit. It's, it's goofy, Jeff Foxworthy, like, Larry the Cable Guy, kind of like... For the very white. Is it, it... But now, see, those guys, when I think of those guys, I think of their humor as being, like, really character-based. It's about these guys telling these jokes. Like, it's about Jeff Foxworthy looking the way he does, or Larry the Cable Guy, or who's the guy that's grabbing Late Night by the Cunt? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? I don't fucking know. Fucking Jim Jeffries. Okay. Is he funny? Yes, very much so. He is? I don't know anything about him. He's really, really funny. Yeah, he's a funny he has that. Have you seen the ads all over the place, grabbing Late Night by the Country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed it. How? <laughs> They're everywhere. They're still up. No, he's so, so good. But, but he's like a blue-collar guy, right? Yeah, but you know what? I think in Sweden it's not the same identity kind of thing because they're all, it's so homogeneous that they don't need to it's, not, it's not a statement if you're like, I'm this guy telling this joke. It's like, yeah, but you're all this guy. But every place has its rednecks. Yes, it does, but not in Stockholm. I was only in Stockholm, and those uh, people are, like, from the more rural areas. But, yes, they were telling me. That's what they like to make fun of. They, but it's, like, white on white on white. Yeah, but, I mean, when you we, when you take away, like, all the racial construct stuff, like, what I think you're probably left with is class. hmm Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Or if it's not class, I don't know if this counts as class, but that sort of regionalism. But then, because of that, oh, my God, I'm so disgusting. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. You're I'm the most hungover. I'm the most hungover piece of shit. I just like can't control myself. You guys, I mean, I'm please forgive me. I'm begging you. <laughs> begging your forgiveness. Hands and knees. Okay, I'm done. All right. Um, what were we just saying? Oh, it makes race so much so much more racial when race isn't such a thing and class is more a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, so when I got to the comedy club, 
initially, this guy who'd set it up, this comic, was like, hey, so when you get there, talk to the host. His name is whatever. He goes, he's a tall black guy. He's got dreadlocks. I, like, described him. And I was like, and I got there. And I was like, oh, you just had to say black. Like, there's one guy. <laughs> and he was fine as fuck, by the way. But, like, uh, yeah, there's just the one guy. We saw, I think I saw a total of three black people the entire week that I was there in the entire city of Stockholm, and I was out every night. That is more than I saw in all of Ireland, except for <laughs> except for in Dublin. Um, but yeah, no, like, counting or not counting your own asshole. Oh, no, my own asshole is purple <laughs> uh, from inflammation due to psoriasis. <laughs> yeah, my I was kind of like irritated with my doctor. First of all, he like lubed up my. First of all. They kept me waiting. I was late because of the derailment, but literally three people, one guy was on time, two people were late, and they had appointments after me, and they let both of those people in before me, so I went up to the window mm. after the second one. I was like, what are you doing? We're like, do you see that I'm white? Hello, uh, what's well, happening? Every, uh, this is like a gay doctor on Madison Avenue. Like Everyone I saw was white. Mm-mm. But um, no, this was, oh, you know who wasn't white? The three women working at the reception desk. Well... Uh, no. Case shot. <laughs> so what does that tell you? So, I'm a racist. Um, all <laughs> um, my arguments go so. But I will say, you know, when I find myself getting really irritated, and I had every right to get irritated with this woman, and I did get very irritated with her. I was like, why am I? I was like, he's his appointment is after me. I can see it. I and love he was late. Turn up Tommy. I know. <laughs> so she literally looked at me and did like the most offensive thing. She just said, oh, I made a mistake. Sorry. <gasps> and I was enraged. I was like, how? <laughs> Dare you? <laughs> Take Admit back a mistake. The fucking night in my presence. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't forgive her. But I always find that as like a white man, whenever I'm talking to somebody, like especially a black woman, mainly a black woman, um, I always like guard myself. I always like stop from going as hard as I want to go. Hmm. As I would go on like, Another another white on guy. On a white. On a or, a, or definitely a white woman. Yeah. Because I'll flip out on a white person, no problem. But I do like with like black people, I don't really go there. No, that's not true. But like with black <laughs> women, it's totally not true. Like I flip out all the time. But like. Is it worse? I think about back it. Like that? Like is it racist? Probably. To treat people nicer? Yeah, but I also think that like part of being an adult is like understanding optics. And even if I'm completely valid as I was for being passed over, like me yelling like to anybody that's watching at a black woman, just like I don't want to be in the company of people that like do that. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about this, like thinking about the company that you keep. So I changed my cover photo on Facebook to the pride flag with the black and the brown stripes. So this is how ignorant I am. I just know that it's about like inclusion. It's about like acknowledging like black, like non-white gay people, queer people. But I don't really know. I know it was like designed for a pride. I don't know which pride. The racist in me just assumed it was probably Atlanta pride. But I don't know what pride it was for. Um, but I know that like this, like black and brown stripe was really just about like non-white people. And I do think that there's like something to that Mm. in the gay community. It's like specific. Did you see the same thing on Instagram as me? Like it's, I forget who posted it, but we probably follow the same people. Like it was somebody posted it, that same flag and was like, so initially I thought this was bullshit, but, um, I don't see the problem if it like does bring attention to actual, problems of like weird racial tension within the gay community like black and brown gay people have been marginalized and I was were like, you reading okay. my facebook post was it you it was probably the comments on my facebook because it like struck me and i was like yeah like why not that's exactly okay so this is what happened a guy i went to college with wrote and he's it was you it was me <laughs> a guy i went to college with wrote why and i just wrote why not because i didn't think like I I wanted to do something gay for Pride. I wanted to, like, I just love being a gay man. I really love it. I really love feeling like a part of a community. And I also understand. uh, Asshole blasting Indian foods. That was, like, pretty fucking gay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did Pride, didn't we? And then I cuddled with the autistic dog that I was (laughs) dog sitting. The crazy fucking dog. Okay, honey, calm down. Oh, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You saw what my parenting looks like. He was so sweet. He came over and 
and held my hand. The dog came over and held my hand. I know. Like, He's an right, amazing psycho. dog. And yeah. But he also tried to rip your face off. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> it was so triggering because I used to have a face-biting dog. I don't know if you guys remember. If you do, you are truly OG listeners and I love you. But remember when my dog like ripped my sister's face off and thank yeah. God it happened to someone else's face. But it was so <laughs> triggering Especially for me. Especially your sisters. <laughs> this bitch has needed to learn a lesson. Well, she can't sue you either. <laughs> I mean, she could, but. She could, but she's like. I don't know, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. I actually got bitten by a dog once and didn't sue, but I did make a video. I told the story at that show that I sometimes do big city stories. It was such a good show. Um, and I told the story of this dog biting me, and I put a picture of the guy with his name up in the video. You can That's find so it. so funny. When I did your stories. show, I also put someone fully on blast. I spelled out his first and last name. Maybe that's why it's hard for us to get people to come on our show. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was, actually, he'd done nothing wrong to me. Yeah, okay. All right. Point Whatever. taken. <laughs> Is everyone, when Colby Keller, and I actually like Colby a lot, but like when Colby Keller. Me too. I still have a weird crush on Colby. Of course, you, well, it's not weird. He's gorgeous. I know, and he's but like a really like, nice why guy. Why can't I get it through he's my cool head guy. that like, like he Colby. doesn't want what I'm selling? But when he said that he couldn't come on the show because like his like, Karl Marx didn't want to deal Grow with the up. with the social media. I was like, is everyone a fucking pussy if you're pursuing yes. any sort of public acknowledgement of any work that you're doing? Just fucking put it out there okay, and just deal with it. Okay, but everyone is a pussy. Like, but here's the thing: I'm not saying that I'm not a pussy. I'm like. I stay being a pussy, but you see how like the tall poppy gets cut down first or whatever that fucking heroin expression is like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, and some people are straight up dicks, but that's, um, that's, that's, mm, that overlaps, but it's not the point, right? It's like, it's just a matter of not being a pussy and like Kurt got chopped down for it. Um, even fucking Milo. Future friend of the show, Milo, who I think is funny as hell and not really hurting people because he's just like a 20-something-year-old trying to trying to start shit. I think he's older than that, and I disagree No, with he is 20-something. He's like 26. He's like shockingly young. Is he that young. young? Yeah, he is. No. I know. That's why I'm like, oh, okay. Tell like, that you're just to, trying to start shit. his bags under his eyes. I, because he's partying he parties. too much. You can tell. No, he's full of booze and cocaine. You can just see it on him. Yeah. I mean, we have to get him on the show. <laughs> is he really? He can't be that young. Oh, no, no, no. He's he's much older, Karen. He's no, like he's 33. Not. Is he? Yeah, he's almost 33. Shut he's 32. Up. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes me feel fresh and young. Yeah, but and I not mean, like he's a desicate, still... desiccated whore jerky. He looks like a couple years older than I do, yes. but I look great. So he posted something, and he is a dick, but I, I like, I love dicks. Um, he posted something really funny on Instagram. <laughs> he, it was like a picture out of an airplane window, and he drew a straight line over the horizon. He goes, literally the flattest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. It's such a good point. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really, it does really look funny. so flat. Yeah. No, no, no. He's very, very funny. And he can also, be. But he uses his powers, I don't think, for good, but that's just my opinion. I think he uses his powers for himself, and that, and I, and I, I, I don't think that he is being moral or immoral. I think he's just looking out for himself. I just like ever since I learned about the greatest harm principle, it really. I know it's like really reductive and simple, but like that is sort of Can like. Can you repeat the principle for people who are idiots? Yeah, um, speaking like, for other people, not myself. Well, I was going to, but thanks for jumping. The <laughs> <laughs> but just basically, like. It's it's like do the least amount of harm for the most amount of people. That's basically what it says. Okay. Like you want to make like you want to make the choice that's going to have the least amount of harm. So even if there's harm to if even if every choice available there's some harm that it's going to cause, like find the one that is going to cause the least amount. But what if that like paralyzes you for making decisions? Like you could think of it like, yes, the people that are right in front of you, but you can also think abstractly like, am I gentrifying? Am I polluting? But it like, applies to literally every single decision that's that you what I'm make, saying. right? Uh -huh. So that just shows that it's corrective as well. Mm. Like, so even if you fuck up, like at least that's how I'm able to move forward. Even when I fuck up, I just think, okay, well, I'll make it better. I'll just do better. I'll keep, like you'll continue to try to find the, 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 the path. Um, and I haven't found it fully yet. I mean, I literally flipped out on two black women at Manhattan Colorectal Surgeons today. Okay, but is that a kind of doing harm? Does the fact that they were black women make it more harmy? No, not at all. No, no, no. 
And me saying it is like racist. So, but, but I, I mean, I'm bringing, I'm calling back to it because I like have been thinking about that. It's like, you know, I, I should be like a little more cautious. I just but don't want to be. There's also, you also, it's not wrong to be aware of harm done to you. Like, I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world to have to wait for a doctor's appointment, but it's the same amount of harm as being like, what the fuck to the person who works there. No, totally. But I could have been like a lot chiller and just been like, hey, you know, that's really frustrating. Sorry. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, but, like, it really did disrupt my day that you have kept me here for an hour. Well, how much did you yell? How much harm? Like, what are we talking about? No, I didn't really yell. No, no I didn't yell. Even, not, I was just like, cunty. It's, it's the tone. It's not even about the yelling. It's there's the, even, like, like, something sweet no, about how no, you're saying no. this because you're, like, you're – it's, like, I can see you particularly because you're a sweet person being hard on yourself and being, like, it's hurting people, but also people can be dicks to you, like, and are in the city all the time. No, totally. So it's, like, but how also, the city like, is. The, the, my, my thing is, like, this is their interaction with me, right? This is their one. Also, I got into it with my surgeon, too. He, like, left my asshole all <laughs> He left my asshole, like, full of lube. He didn't, like, wipe it out. He did, like, nothing to, like, make me more comfortable. He's just, like, shoving things in there. He's, like, being like him. He looks like Chris Christie, which is not my thing. <laughs> Actually, you want to know a funny story, speaking of gay people? Joel Kim Booster, friend of the show. He hasn't been on yet, but he will be. He's a gay comic in New York and L.A., uh, mostly New York, I think, right now, but originally from Chicago. So he's like kind of like hit the three big cities, and he did really well in Chicago. Like had a play there, and like does he know Mateo? Totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Mateo actually brought him up on the show and was like, "I'll never be on a show with Joel Kim Booster." You probably didn't pick up the name because, but Joel, I know because he reached out to me like I don't know six years ago or something when I first moved to New York. I did a sh- I did a show and they uh, they released it on this podcast called Risk. And he listened to the story that I told on that and reached out to me. So that's how I met Joel before he even moved to New York. He was living in Chicago at the time. So I've I've been like pretty good friends with Joel on and off. Like we don't see each other that much. But I really like Joel. We've gotten into like some social media arguments too, which is really fun. Um, Like we got into one really big one actually around the whole Milo Out magazine thing. The story that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a thing. Oh my god, that was so gay for a while. Well, and 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 when he comes on here, we'll talk about it because he's like, you have to understand why this is this matters more to me than it does to you as a non-white gay person. And I think he had a point. I, I do think he had a point. The fact that Chadwick Moore wrote that article, who's like a gay white conservative, later came out as a conservative, and Joel was calling it before that guy ever came out as a conservative. He goes, "This guy's conservative." Like you can tell that he's sympathetic to Milo. They shouldn't be having somebody who's that sympathetic to him writing the story because it comes off as a puff piece. And he was right. And now, who does Chadwick Moore work for? I don't know. Milo. Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's get Joel Kim Booster the fuck on here. No, Joel Kim Booster will it's turn right time. the hell up. But okay, so this is my point about Joel Kim Booster in like the small gay world. Joel Kim Booster writes, I met my butt doctor and he looks exactly like Chris Christie. <laughs> this is like four years ago. And I was like, oh my God, are you at Dr. P? And I, I wrote the guy's name. And well, you can figure it out. Are you at Dr. Penzer? And he was like, yes. <laughs> I know, I know, because I, I went to him too, and I knew he looked like Chris Christie. So anyway, that's a small <laughs> gay world thing. I don't know why I told that story. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was like pretty, pretty huffy with Dr. Penzer today. And then he said, do you want to do this here? You know, you can go anywhere. He said that to you? Yeah, because I was like, you. That's rude, though. I said. Doctors always act like they're doing you a fucking favor. And you're like, I'm paying you to provide a service. He said. No one else in my life that I pay this much to provide a service who acts like they're doing me a fucking favor. Totally. He said, we like to work with happy people here. And I was like, I've already paid. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to be happy for you to work on my asshole? No. (laughs) Sorry. Like, dude, that's why I came here. I am miserable with this giant asshole. I have inflamed hemorrhoids (laughs) that bleed when I wipe my ass. No, I'm not happy. Doctors are such arrogant pieces of shit. If there are any doctors listening, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. No, I love doctors. And I like Dr. Penzer because he's going to fucking cure my asshole. Okay, but doctors are- He's giving me asshole plasty. Doctors are so arrogant. It fucking kills me. I really, like, I know two doctors out of all the doctors I've ever- gone to that I haven't just wanted to slap and shake. Well, he wanted to shut me down because I was like, they kept me waiting. He goes, well, were you late? And I said, yes, and so were the other guys. And he goes, well, that's our policy. I said, so- your policy is just that if you're late, you're screwed and we'll see you when we see you. They let in two guys that had appointments after me and were later than I was for their appointments. Like I just like it, the woman even said I made a mistake, but he didn't want to hear it. He just wanted to shut me down. His impulse was to shut me down. Not I actually have to enough. really think about whether or not I want this guy to 
operate on my asshole the more I think about it. But then it's like the devil you know, right? So then if you decide to go to somebody else, you're going to have to have another like luby mess going on. But you know why I have to have the surgery? Because of this guy, because he wouldn't take care of it initially. Mm. So why, this is my question about medicine. But Exactly. (laughs) Fuck you and your policy. Is that HIPAA? Is that part of it? First do no harm, motherfucker. You fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He is a big man. Like big... Um, no, HIPAA something else. I know it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, isn't HIPAA like first do no harm? No, it's Hippocratic Oath. HIPAA oh, the HIPAA, is, yeah. Uh, privacy. HIPAA is the privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm I'm violating my HIPAA. I always get those two confused. Um, probably because they sound the same. I feel like they did it on purpose to confuse people. Yeah. They'd be like, you're violating the HIPAA. And they're like, bye. Doctors are like teachers. They just like jerk off to all their fucking acronyms that nobody else gives a shit about. Like, find teachers to be anywhere near as obnoxious as doctors. Doctors are prime offenders of oh, being true. annoying. Like they're so annoying. Well, I don't think that I don't think that they have to be nice because they have exactly what we need. But you know what? Yes, they fucking do because we're in New York City. There's a thousand really good doctors. Doctors are fireable. I fired my gynecologist because she I was know, but a Dr. Pencer's fucking the best. cunt. Dr. Dr. Pencer is the best. She was a cunt. Yeah. She, yeah, so she's like a really good doctor on the Upper East Side. Doesn't take insurance because that's how you make sure everybody's just white yeah. and uh, really, really rich. Yep. But she was really good and she was recommended to me by another doctor. So I was like, fine. I ended up going to her for like a couple years and then I missed an appointment once, not uh, not on purpose, just escaped my mind. Oops. I like really don't miss appointments like that. And I needed her to call in my prescription for birth control. It's like super routine. I was like, hi, I need it. It's like already done. Um, and they wouldn't, like they wouldn't do it. And I, like the pharmacy called, so I called and I was like, hi, like I really need this. And then they were, they left a message. It's like, um, we can't do this. So she was, this bitch fucking punished me. You know how crazy it is to just not call in birth control? Like, yeah, it's your it's, it's crazy. systemic, it's your whole body. So literally, it like threw my crazy little shrimp body into a tailspin. It was like my I like like a teenager. I'm like oily and breaking. I'm like, what the fucking shit is this? Find a new doctor through like ZocDoc, which by the way, brilliant app. She's the shit. She was like, I like your eyeliner and spent like 20 minutes talking Perfect. to me. <laughs> Amazing. She did when she did her like little pussy exam, it was like painless, super quick. She like she sat down there. She was like, How can we get the specific birth control that you want covered for free? And she just hooked it the fuck up. They delivered it to my house. She called in like a year ago. Like, I, it doesn't have to be that way. Doctors can be fired, same as anybody else. Well, and I actually should think about this because he's the guy that I saw initially for my asshole, like maybe three or four years ago when I decided to like be a human and like get my life together. And one of the aspects of like that whole thing was getting my health together. So he wouldn't do surgery on my asshole then. And what he told me to do, he today told me was not the right thing to do, which is like rub calmoceptine on it. Don't wipe, dab, shower when possible rather than like putting anything actually on it. Just like let water clean it. Um, avoid wiping your asshole as much as possible is what he told me. And now I realize the reason that you were telling me that was because you knew the problem was going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's gotten worse. They're inflamed. I can like barely walk sometimes when it gets really bad. And it's his fault. So actually, you're right. Is my point, Karen. Oh my God. <laughs> doctors are the worst. <laughs> you know, yeah. The fact They're that the he like today was like, oh, calmoceptine is not what you should be using. It's like, motherfucker, this you, is what you told me my, to use. Did your slapping hand start to twitch? Like, no. I calm was down. Like, calm down, Tommy. I don't know. You, As you know, like outside of this, I'm having like some personal, um, <laughs> there's an event in my family and uh, yeah. So it's just I know I laughed. It's just, you started yeah. smiling and I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, like I'm just. I'm trying to like get through the next week and uh yeah. and then and then I'll I'll hopefully be able to get back into therapy because I really need it. I've realized like my my anger Things are enraging. Yeah, and like I just like am yeah, like I made like a lot of progress because like I grew up in a crazy family and a like kind of abusive environment because my older brother was super abusive. And so you pointed this out. Like my reaction to things is when somebody like comes near my space in a way that I don't want them to. I'm like, no, <laughs> get away, <laughs> my space. You were so chill at Pride though, Mazel Tov. 
it's not even about that type of space, actually. It's like emotional space. Like mm. if you come up in my shit or you waste my time, I'm not into that. I'm I just can't like, believe you start out being like doctors are fine. They're like prime offenders of that. Doesn't it show you how fucking crazy I am? I talked myself into a rage and you're on like this the, podcast. You're like the that dog of people. I'm gonna be so scared. I tried to come into the house and he goes, and he's big like a person. He's like a lab. He's a labrador. A labraman. Pat and oh my god, he was terrifying. I love that dog. He's gay too. No, shut up. How do you know? Well, he like he has a special relationship with me, and he did with my ex, and actually my other ex. He like always liked the guys I dated, hmm. but he like doesn't really like other people. Like he's like he's very leery of other people. He, he liked was, you. Uh, yeah. Well, after we met on neutral territory, I it told was you get out of the house. <laughs> I was like, he started scaring me and go, ooh, ooh, and you go, no, it's okay, he's not gonna hurt you. And then you go, get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was so scary. Well, he's on new meds, so I didn't know what they were he doing. He exhibits the same kind of psycho that my dog that we had to have rehome because he was a vicious biter. Oh, poor Winston. But he was the same kind of crazy. Like, if you went anywhere, he kind of panicked and, like, had to come with you. Like, remember we were going, so your friends are so rich and live in this, like, amazing house. And we went upstairs and downstairs and the dog would flip out every time we moved and had to come, like, barreled up. That He's huge. He's a huge creature. Well, I was worried because I was worried he was going to knock you down the stairs because he's... Well, on his hind legs, taller than you are. I mean, he's just massive. Yeah, yeah. He's, a very, he's such a sweet puppy. But I am not one of those gays <laughs> who loves dogs at all. Can I tell you something? Having my own dog kind of cured me of loving other people's dogs. Mm. Because once I got, I used to love, not just like, but love other people's dogs. Like, I would get so into other people's dogs. Did you grow up with the dog? No. And Neither that's why. Because I was like so into it. And then once I, I got my own dog. Thank you, no. But they're disgusting. Like other people's dogs, unless it's a puppy, it's disgusting. Like it's dirty. People don't wash their dogs that much. It has like fucking mental issues, especially city dogs are all kinds of fucking crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, you're gross. Like you're a disgusting creature that belongs to somebody else. Not that I hate dogs, but it's like, ugh. my dog. I was like, I love you. You're my baby. But can I tell you something? Now that he's been successfully rehomed with people who love him, like upstate, out of sight, out of mind, I literally don't think about this dog. Mm-hmm. Like, what does not- that tell you? But that happens with exes. That happens with a lot of shit that's very think important evil, to us. Think of evil, yeah. Is that, but that happens. I don't think that's just you. I think fondly of my exes, but like. You know what? It's evolution. Like we can't hold on to that level of commitment and caring about a thing that's not immediately present in our lives. Like we can't. It's so draining. It takes so much of our resources and like life goes on. Like shit's stressful and hard. I have shit to do. Like it has to get done and I don't do it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's how we can progress. I mean, if you if you get upset about every single thing, you'll be like, I'm acting right now. Just like reacting to one person. But actually reacting to everybody totally. for that one person. And think of your the attachments that you build up in your life, right? Like like in your 20s, starting out in your 30s, it's like these things just pile. I'm so skeptical too now as I get older, whenever anybody like gets really like tries to get like really close too quickly, I'm just like, no, you're gonna, you're so, it's like when I'm, when I'm running a marathon, when I see the people that like sprint out of the, the start line, it's like, what are you doing? Okay, honey. You should be crawling right now. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? You're never going to make it to the end. I agree. You know what? I uh, met this girl at a Starbucks once. I was like there with my laptop. Like, I don't remember. But I was sitting there and I was like, can I sit here? And she was like, yeah. And she kind of struck up a conversation and she seemed nice, whatever. But I am a little bit leery also just because I'm like too fast. Let's slow it the fuck down. I don't fucking know you. And I'm old enough to know that crazy comes in a lot of non-crazy forms. So we're talking and she kept saying... We, like, follow each other on Instagram. I was like, I'm a comic, da 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 So we, like, looked each other up on Instagram, and she kept saying, like, yeah, and we should just, like, hang out. And, like, yeah, we should just, like, get together for coffee. And I was just, like, I, I felt guilty. At- I felt guilty because I was, like, red flags were going off, and I was, like, she hasn't done anything. She seems really nice. She seems like a, sp- like a normal human being trying to connect. Maybe she's new here. I don't know. But I was just, like, I can't. I can't. This is too much. It feels it's, like... I don't know what is it? it's like too intimate also it's like mm-hmm. I don't know you like I don't know you I don't, I'm not trying to fuck you you're not like a comic that I'm thrilled to hang out with like I don't know you we're also poisoned living in New York yeah but you know what I do follow her on Instagram still and this is fucking stranger and she posts a lot of Christian shit not that I have anything against Christians at all but 
Um, I was like, oh, I think that's why she was pushing the hangout so much because it was a Christian, like, let me tell you about Jesus thing. Oh, she's an evangelical. She has like Christian affirmations on her um, mirror and shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, some Christians, that's their entire life is trying to convert people. But I felt it. Like I yeah, felt I felt knew. that energy coming at me that I was like, you don't know me. So you know what it is? It's you don't know me. I, I know I like I think people should all want to hang out with me, but you don't fucking know that. Like we just met. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a Mormon, a pretty good Mormon friend. And, uh, you know, that like the Mormons are all about increasing the flock as well and i know that she like talks to me in a way that's like oh maybe he'll come around but also like i'm like no <laughs> i was talking to cool this like it. slutty former mormon chick last night at uh the rose fritch boss which was fucking epic and i've known her for a while but it was the first time we'd like kind of really hung out and it was really fun and um and i was like how many of you hormons are there like there's so many the former Mormons who just like turn the fuck up. Oh, They're the, my you know who the favorite. best are? The gay ones. I fucking bet. She has a little gay in her. Well, uh, well you know, because when we'll you're gay, it. you're excommunicated. Like there's really? no coming back from Oh, that. she's not that kind. Yeah, yeah. When you're gay, it's she's like She's like bad, a bad, dabbler, bad. I think. Exactly. But if you are, um, if you're just a whore, <laughs> Jesus will forgive you, as I understand. Fascinating. He'll get over that. Yeah, but I don't think Jesus gets over gay. Is it like, can you do splitsies? Oh, wow. Bad, bad, bad. I think it's bad. I don't know. I should ask my friend Mark. He's the he's the pilot that I fucked in Warsaw last <laughs> summer. Yeah, but you know, I guarantee there's a thing. Like every religion is like you can't be gay, but other stuff is fine. Like every religion's like that. I mean, every religion is a lie. That's really what it comes down to. It's like there's like what one core that? truth mm. that I think binds a lot of different religions, which is this idea that we're all connected. And we shouldn't be shitbags to one another for that reason. It's we're all connected if you're us. We're all connected. Some of us are not it. we. Yeah, but well, Judaism's that like it. that. A lot of shit's like that. A lot of shit. There's, it's, well, yes, that's what's the yes lie. we're all connected, but lie. it depends on how you define we and depends on how you define all. That is the lie. I mean, it's just such a vicious lie because, like, how can you look at another human and not just be like, oh, we're the same? But you know what? I don't look at religion like that. I look at religion as like, um, as like a thing that animals did to survive. So when I look at it, I'm like, why did every society on the face of the earth feel the need to do this? And it's because like the animal shit, it's like we need an us and we needed them so that we can be okay. Not everyone can be okay. It, that's just the truth of it. There's not enough shit in the world. I mean, there is, but people are dicks. So there's not enough to go around. But what really. kind of animals are we? Because like, as I understand We're it, the same like, as every other animal. Like, no, because not every other that. animal does that. Yes, they do. Like lions will fuck all the female lions. The do you ever watch that like gross shit about nature on Netflix? And it's like the bullfrog, which is a disgusting creature, will attack violently another bullfrog in like the pond or whatever. And then all the other male bullfrogs have to get the fuck out. None of them can fuck any of the female. Zero. This one nasty, fat ass, slimy bullfrog fucks all the females in the whole pond. And if any other male tries to get in on it he gets viciously attacked they all do it it's not all animals though because there are animals that don't react that way there's animals that work in a much more collective way like bees or insects lots of insects work that way yeah that's okay i yeah no no i totally get you but i just mean like in the animal world there is so much of um it's not just like we need to be okay it's like i need all of it i need all of it and you get none of it and that's how that shit works yeah, I guess I understand that, but I, I, it still just doesn't make sense to me how, like, you cannot recognize that that's a lie, that we're, that there's us and them. But what do you mean by lie? But there is a thing such as us and them. Well, because there is a thing, we but it's don't not have, about salvation. Yes, but it's not about salvation. Okay. It's really about scarcity of resources. Right. And salvation is a about. means to an end. It's just this, like, yes. scaffolding that you put up around it to make sure you have enough. So if that's what it really comes down to, and this is where greatest harm comes into play, and I had this, re like, revelation when I was walking down a boulder January 1st eating mushrooms <laughs> in Central Park. And this woman... Hashtag relatable. This white woman was standing there trying to take the perfect selfie. And she was exactly... She walked into my path. And I thought, oh, that is so annoying that she fucking did that. I could show her that she's wrong and just keep walking and force her to move and put her in harm's way. Or I can jump the four feet here and just get onto the ground that way rather than continue down the path. 
And I thought about it for a second, like really just like the way things occur to you with mushrooms, like kind of all at once. It's not linear. Mm -hmm. At the same time that that's happening, I thought, I'm not going to get hurt if I jump and it might be kind of fun. So I guess I'll just jump. There's no harm there. You know, it's funny. Recently, like I've had a bunch of personal things just kind of settle and be resolved, like things that were just like fucking me up. And... I realized that was like how I saw everybody, everybody, like my friends and strangers and just everyone had totally shifted because this mental burden was no longer on me. And I just like everyone has been so funny to me and so beautiful. Like I just like someone like step on me and I'm like, you are so fucking cute. Like I can't do you know what I mean? I just have like all this love for people that was freed up by not being a miserable cunt. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know what happens. I've similarly like been really like feeling very positive even though and this is what's so crazy like i can really tell that like these like eruptions of like just fits of rage are are really tied to some very specific thing that i'm doing right now and um because it's so weird like walking down the street i'm like increasingly less and less annoyed with people walking slowly that's what i'm saying i almost think it's charming i'm like oh you're so cute like move like (laughs) Really? I mean, listen, I totally get impatient, but I'm also like, I don't know. It's like funny to me. That's it. It's like my humor, like my sense of humor about people's stupid shit, like just flooded back. And I was like, oh, this is all just like silly and funny. Everybody's shit is so dumb and so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show, Gloria, uh, who was on the Jew episode that we did with Yehuda. Urban Cricket. Nightmare. Urban Cricket. She and I ate some mushrooms and I had the same reaction. She's a mushroom puss. She is a mushroom person. She's really <laughs> fun to eat mushrooms with, too. It's like it's spiritual. It's beautiful. Because she's a Jew. She's like a religious Jew. Is she that religious? I wasn't I mean, she grew up her. like modern Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think she has some black hat in her family somewhere. Could I um, yeah, but they're Sephardic, so it's different. But yes, they're like everyone that you meet through me through like that I know that's Sephardic grew up religious. Pretty much. Yeah. Weird. Because I met them all through my ex who grew up religious. Um, but... Yeah, what I realized we were walking, we got lost in this weird part of Manhattan that I never want to go back to. It's like the way west, like 60s. It's this new development overlooking the Hudson River. It's just all mm-hmm. these, like, it could, you might as well be in fucking Miami. It's bizarre. And every time we tra- we were trying to get to the river, it was the day that Trump was at the Intrepid. Do you remember this? Kind of. Like oh, and they, like, they did a light thing that was like, resist yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like actually cool and pretty. Um, so anyway, we kept trying to get to the river, but everything was blocked off for every number of reasons. And every time we encountered a new barrier, I like felt the impulse to be like oh this is so annoying but oh my god meta 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 way way overriding that was this impulse to just start laughing uncontrollably and i couldn't stop and i was like you can just always choose to laugh oh my god oh my god you're so right can i tell you something my um sister friend of the show um (laughs) (laughs) she is like a really smart funny person but she has this tendency to like not laugh Mm -hmm. and it's really really dangerous and I never realized that until like she moved to New York in the last year so of course I look out for her like it's my sister right so whatever Um, my network is her network but you know shit's weird here a little bit and like it takes a while for you to roll with it because everything's crazy you ended up moving a thousand times and people are weird and rude and it happens very quickly and you change jobs you know what I mean like totally New York's batshit, and if you don't laugh, you slowly die and wither. You have to. Like, there's no choice. There's no choice here. And she'll be, like, really upset over things that, you know, being upset begets being upset. So once you're upset, then your threshold for future upsetness, like, is lowered and lowered. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So once you're already, like, distraught, then a little thing happens, like an offhand comment, and you freak out. And the only way to not be like that is to laugh. Totally. No, I mean, it really, like, that, like, uh, platitude about it being medicine, I think it's, you can feel energetically that your body is lighter when you laugh than when you're, like, really pissed off. Like, it's harder for me to walk down the street when I'm really pissed off. Being pissed off is a commitment of resources. Totally. That's what's so crazy. You're like, I'm going to put my mental and physical and emotional energy into this for a while also, because if you're pissed, you're pissed. Like, I'm like, I have a reason, and, like, the reason persists. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Laughing about it is handing the world back its own problems. And that's the greatest thing about getting older, which is why I wouldn't trade it for like a week ago even, is I just finally learned what's my problem, what's not my problem. And most shit's not my fucking problem. Mm -hmm. My shit's that's my problem is real shit, right? That I have to deal with. But like most things are just not. Even if it's somebody standing in your pathway, even if it's somebody it's putting really themselves. it's really your problem. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can make that your problem so easily. It's just like a subtle reframing. It's very difficult in the moment though. Today at the ass doctor. It is, but it's a muscle and like you use it and it. it's easier and it's easier. But I think that like the beating myself up after the fact actually is not productive and being like, I should have been nicer to those black women. That actually isn't like the next it's time not... I'm in that situation, I just need to like be nicer. You have to be nicer to yourself also. It's like totally. it's really, really hard to forgive yourself for shit that you knew better then. Mm. And I do this all the time, like in little interactions with people also, especially because I get so, you know, like I really love or admire somebody and it like fucks up my ability to interact with them normally. And I'll like like second guess my own instincts. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my God, I should have just like, I feel like I came off cold or whatever and I'll beat myself up forever. And I've heard you say that many, many times. It's sad. It's sad. And you know what? It's a, it's a waste. Like it's a total waste. Yeah, whatever. Like maybe it's a wasted interaction opportunity, but it's even more of a waste to be upset about it later. You know what? Like one time at yoga and this is so white and so dumb, but like they end yoga with a quote and a uh, ringing of the singing bowl. And <laughs> this guy who has this like kind of annoying habit of calling everyone brother and sister, but then you get into it after a while and you're like, we are all brother and sister. But he goes, here's the quote. Um, he was like, one interaction, one opportunity. Give it everything you got. And I was like, oh, what did you just say? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's it. That's the thing. Like one interaction, one opportunity and just give it everything. You don't worry about the rest. Yeah. It's like, like there's only that now. What if you're a Christian sitting in a Starbucks and you Karen walk in? <laughs> Should they give it everything they've got? Yeah, but also I can, right? So like I love talking to people. Everybody's very interesting to me. Like what's your shit? But also when I'm done, I'm done, right? Have a great day. And that's it. Totally. No unpleasantness, not my problem. Yeah, that's a good. Maybe that'll, uh, if I can, if I can adopt that. Maybe I will not be single forever we with get a wretched it. asshole. Our producer's huffing and puffing. <laughs> um, okay, let's do a quick rapid fired with each other. Ooh, We've never done that before, minute. have we? Oh my God. I guess, I don't know. I okay. guess not. All right, let's make it actually rapid fired because neither of us prepared for this with each other. Who is your favorite gay person? Boom. You. Well, other than me. That was a good answer. Mm, this is hard because now I got it. Uh, Mateo. Oh, Mateo's Oh, good. I'm just obsessed with him. Yeah, he's really good. Oh, I just died He's a star. Yeah, oh, yeah. he can have a lobe a of my liver. Star. I just fucking love him. I don't know if he could have that, but uh, he. I'll, I'll pay to go see Half him. Half my liver, I'll say. Oh, More shit. More than a lobe. Double lobe. Well, after last night, I don't know if I'll it's any good. I'll lobe the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. My desiccated jerky liver. <laughs> good only for that psycho dog to chew on. <laughs> okay, who's your favorite straighty? Not me. Present Ro Oh, my God. I almost said Rosie O'Donnell. <gasps> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> um, my favorite favorite straight person is my mom. Okay. That's fair. I guess. Well, she birthed me, so I'm a narcissist. I know, but boo, right, Is that a boring on. answer? I've, no, no family. Okay, Present no family. Present company included, like no family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my favorite straight person is, I don't, God, I keep going to like favorite people and it's like gay, 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 gay. Oh my God, hashtag race wars, hashtag let's wrap it Oh yeah, Kurt and Shrod. There we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. a little nudge, see how easy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, I love Kurt and Sherrod more than it's reasonable to love people that you only know through a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's a pod fam. Yeah, I, yeah. I also really love them like more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Mary fuck kill. Okay, okay. Oh, let's do race go. wars. Race wars. <gasps> fuck yeah. Okay. okay. All right, you do one, and then I'll give you one. Okay, fuck Mary kill Kurt Sherrod. I'm fucking Sherrod. Fuck. Where the where the other people on it? Who's on it all the time? It could be anybody. I know, but Erin doesn't do it anymore, really. She's busy. She's famous. Oh, my God. I'm the worst at this. Oh, my God. I'm so hungover. That's my reason. Oh, my God. I have never been whiter in my life. And me. Um, well, I, oh, God bless. <laughs> was that nice? Was that nice to do? Um, I literally was going to marry I Kurt. didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just was about to marry Kurt and fuck. It's Sherrod. okay. I've been murdered by you before. I know. And you are again. <laughs> uh, okay. Marry, fuck, kill. Um, Mateo. Yo, you didn't answer it. I just did. I said you're dying. Oh, oh, I'm oh. fucking sure I'm marrying Kurt and 
Uh, you know, interesting. Very why? before sundown. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, this is very Jewish of you. Why? Why are you? Why not switch Kurt and Sherrod? Um, well, you know, I like darker men, mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah, Kurt, but Marion Tails. I have a feeling times. Kurt. Can I say something? Go I have right a ahead. feeling Kurt is going to be very rich. Like I think he's going to sell I hope something. So for him. Yeah, I think he could be. I think like Kurt could sell something and just become very rich. So I that's why I think talent-wise, he would, and being like a sweet person, he totally deserves it. Yeah, yeah, totally. He like really, really does. Yeah, yeah. No, Kurt's I think a genius. He's, I agree with you. I ran my jokes past him last night for um because I was writing for. Bonnie McFarlane for the her husband Rich Voss. I was just like, here you go, Bonnie. But before I was like, Kurt, are these okay? And Kurt's such a fucking genius technician. He's in LA right now. And like he didn't write any of my jokes, nothing like that. Like they're all mine. But in just two seconds, he would like like move one like phrase from the beginning to the end of the sentence. Like he just fucking does it like he just looks at it and it's like um who's that guy nash or whatever beautiful he mind. hears it or sees it he just fucking sees in front of him like the equations of the jokes and he can just like fucking fix it it was literally like he'd move one word and the whole joke just like worked so are you saying that he's fucking genius kurt is a schizophrenic noble laureate comic yes thank you for <laughs> finally saying it for me <laughs> he's a fucking psychopath <laughs> no he's like a really really like I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, okay. So now my turn. Okay. Uh, Mateo. Oh, my God. My obsession. Um, Mehran. Love him. And me. Ooh. Gay edition. All right. Um, fuck. All right. So here's the deal. You're vengeful. I know I'm dying. <laughs> no, I've given up pettiness and cunty whiteness. Um, I'm gay now and I'm barely white, it turns out, after my Swedish whatever. Um, <laughs> thanks, Swedes. I feel black. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to marry Mateo. Like, I have to. Like, a star is born. I just fucking love Mateo. I'm, it's hurting me how obsessed with him I am. Okay, I'm going to marry him. Who are the other two? Mayron. Yeah. Oh, good. Have fun fucking Mayron over me. <laughs> Mayron is gayer than you, outwardly. Well, he thinks I'm a turncoat homosexual. Right. <laughs> like I said, here's the thing. Because I'm like a noble of heart person, I can't make that someone that flamingly gay. I can't force my disgusting pussy on him. I can't do that to Mehran. I will mercy kill him. And I'll fuck you. And I've do done it before. We can just, I'll just turn around and not talk. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like every other sexual encounter I've ever had. It'll be how everyone prefers me. <laughs> uh, Karen, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, just kidding. Okay. Unhirable. <laughs> um, I have a spot at Stand Up New York this Friday, yeah, the 29th do. at 10 o'clock p.m. If anybody feels like coming out, I'm doing a tight five. Yeah. And uh, if you show up on the 29th, it will actually be Thursday. So Friday the 30th. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <gasps> is Friday it? is the 30th. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, you're It's my right. sister's 40th birthday. <gasps> That's how I know. Okay. Thursday the 29th. Wow. I almost fucked it up. Okay. You're thank welcome. you. Yeah. At uh, Cameron Goals. I know you guys already know. Yeah. No, I'm throwing a 40th birthday party for my sister. So none of you are invited. RSVP. Thanks for listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Have a see good you guys. one.